Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house, episode 23. Back on our Major League Baseball trip around the diamond. But before we get started, Debo, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a two-brewery beer. Woodstock Inn Brewery and Moat Mountain Brewery combined to make this uh, Kank Hopper. It's, uh, they, there's uh, 45 miles of Kankamagus Highway between the two breweries, and they're like, hey, let's make this beer. Pretty good, nice light for a random Tuesday night. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds, sounds right up my alley. And listen, we must be on some stuff here because – Tonight I am drinking a beer from River Sticks Brewery, but it is the All Together beer, the worldwide brewing collaboration um, where, where breweries have come together to create a beer. It's an IPA. River Sticks made this one. Not my typical uh, yellow haze, but I'm not going to lie. It's delicious. Love it. Love it. All right. Tonight we tackled the AOS, but before we get started, a couple of quick hits. First and foremost, Patty Mahomes got paid, brother. He got paid big time. Big time, right? Ten years, four hundred and seventy-seven million, just under a half a bill, with the potential to go to five hundred three million. million five hundred three million. Yeah. All right. Give me your first impressions, D. What do you think? <laughs> like I literally laughed. Like I laughed. I like like. What kind of money? Like, that's so much money. I mean, mm -hmm. they say you need a quarterback to win in the league. And the first thing after you kind of get over it, you're like, you talk about Rodgers. Rodgers' deal, Aaron Rodgers' deal is a killer for the mm -hmm. Packers because he makes so much money. They just added another like 10, 11 million onto a year. Like the salary cap, like a lot of these Chiefs players that, that they're going to have to sign – May not they may not be able to sign them, but you know, good for him, Mahomes. I mean, when you get a quarterback, you got to keep him, right? Yep. Well, here's the deal, and like I agree with what you're saying. The average salary in this deal is forty-five million dollars per year. All right, let's be clear. He's got two years left on his rookie deal, so it's still a team-friendly deal for two more years. Then this extension kicks in, but the reality of the extension is it's heavily backloaded, and it's not a lot of signing bonus money it's an actual salary and what we know to be true about nfl contracts is as players and it's typically quarterbacks get into those later years they tend to convert a lot of that to uh to bonuses right now it means that, that, that it's going to hurt them down the road but again that's future chiefs problems and they're not too worried about it right and so that gives them the ability later on down the road to make that that, that money turn into signing bonus which allows them to sign more players so, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's going to take a big chunk of their salary cap. But the reality is also that the salary cap is going to go up. So let's not lose sight of that. I think the reality is this, there was a deal like this that was going to happen, right? I think back to the A-Rod deal back when he signed that 10-year, $252 million contract, and it was a, kind of like that landmark, holy crap, this is the biggest contract. How do they even do this with, and still be competitive? Now, Texas wasn't competitive, and they traded him a couple years later. But it remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Chiefs. Right. So I have to – I've got to throw two things out there. Both of them I found pretty funny. First one, 
the New York Mets will still be paying Bobby Bonilla <laughs> for four more years after this contract is up, which is amazing. Best contract right. ever. Right. And then the second thing I saw from uh, a Bills Mafia post was once Josh Allen wins the MVP this year in the Super Bowl, that's what kind of contract he's going to get next year. I mean, <laughs> probably not, but that would be right. great. The, right. So, I mean, here's the thing. Mahomes is, in my opinion, hands down the best quarterback in the league right now. Like, what he's done in his first couple of years is off the charts, right? Yep. And as long as they can keep him healthy, which, again, is a big deal, yeah. he'll be all right. There is one other thing about this contract that I found interesting. There's only dead cap money for the first five years. So in seven years, they could cut him, and it would cost them nothing, right? Yep. There's, you know, and so in theory, in seven years, he's going to be heading to around age 30, maybe a little after, maybe he's not the player that he once was, and they want to cut bait, and they can do that, right? He's got $63 million guaranteed, $141 million guaranteed for injury. They got to they gotta guarantee the salary for two years ahead of it. For this, for, so, example, 2025 salary has to be guaranteed in 2023. So they're going to have some tough decisions to make. Yep. Um, but it's a – I hear a lot of people saying it's a team-friendly deal. D, is it a team-friendly deal? Doesn't sound like it, but you know what it did? It just made uh... – made Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson open their eyes like, hey, our big contract's next. Show out this year. Yeah. I mean, and there was rumors that Deshaun Watson was trying to get his done before Mahomes got his done. I think – I don't know that there's going to be another contract like this. I mean, Deshaun Watson's good. Dak Prescott's good. Pat Mahomes is way better. But, I mean, we talked about it when we talked about the Cowboys. Like, Dak's got the weapons this year where he could really show out, and he's going to eat – he does that. He's going to get forty million. I mean, I know it's not going to be forty-five, but he he could see forty million if he has a, uh, that big year that we both think he's going to. And again, I related to the 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 A Rod contract where you know he gets this big contract. Everybody thinks this is the future, and it doesn't really materialize. And it isn't until A Rod gets his second big payday that those contract numbers start to really hit. And so I think Mahomes kind of sets the standard here, but I don't know that any other quarterback is going to get that approach those numbers. I don't know that anybody's going to be interested in signing a 10-year deal, right? I mean, maybe maybe some of these quarterbacks will, but I don't know how these organizations feel. Obviously, the Chiefs are doing something a little bit unique, a, a little bit different here. Um, but you're right. It's going to be really good for those quarterbacks. Absolutely. All right, next up, Colin Kaepernick signs a deal with Disney. Disney doesn't have a football team. Oh, This isn't a football contract. Is he going to play a football player in a movie? I don't think so, but that remains to be seen. I, I, I highly doubt it. This is an opportunity for him to do some documentary work. Documentary? I'm not even sure that's a word. Some documentaries. How about that? All right. <laughs> you know, based on race, social justice, equity. Um, some will be scripted. Some will be unscripted. There'll obviously be one about his life and kind of the last five to six years of what he's been going through. Um, cool story coming out of Disney, coming out of Kaepernick's camp. What do you think about it? I think it's, it's good. I think it'll help with everything that's going on right now, I think you'll get more information out there and, and maybe people will see what he's actually been doing behind the scenes that no one wants to give him credit for. Cause you know, they are uh, people all just think of the kneeling that is so wrong, but it's not. And then they just don't even do the research to what he's doing behind the scenes for um, low income areas 
and urban areas and just trying to build places up and and really help the um help people of color survive and live in the united states yeah it's cool i, I will say it's always interesting when espn does these things right because they basically do nothing political on their shows on their channels they stay away from that stuff um and you know obviously disney owns them and disney's doing this deal but it's just really interesting that it's kind of in conjunction with espn with disney that they're going to be doing this work i hope that espn kind of leans into this and does that does it the right way um and i think it's going to be great for cap to be able to tell his story to kind of tell the stories of these communities that he's been in showing the things that he's been working on but also sharing stories of other people that are doing some really cool work um and i think that's kind of what this is all about and so i'm glad that he's going to get a little more face time because as you said, like the work he's been doing the last five or six years has been really impressive. And it hasn't really got the, the press that it probably should have because people are so con- consumed with him taking a knee. And then they're adding Jamel Hill. Yep. So, you know, I, she she had a, a rough go at ESPN at, towards the end. So I think it's a good opportunity for her to maybe get back in the, in the spotlight and really produce some great uh, documentaries with Cap. Absolutely. Disney. Absolutely. Next up, the NHL finally has a start date, D. August 1st, the season will start. But before that, on the 13th of this month, training camp kicks off. And then on the 26th, they fly off to their hubs. Where are they playing, D? Edmonton and Toronto up in Canada. Hold on real quick. We're not playing anywhere in the United States? No. Why are we not? Because hockey is a Canadian sport. But, 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 but why, why aren't we playing in the United States, man? Because people are dying and... I shouldn't be laughing. No, you're right. So I saw the craziest stat. Okay. Canada, Canada has recorded a total of 104,000 COVID cases since the beginning of January. The United States has recorded 101,000 COVID cases in the last two days. But D, we got more people. And don't forget, we're doing more tests. two days bro it's two days i don't i'm with you i'm with you i i think we don't we don't need to have this conversation now because the reality is we are on the same page i joked about there no being no u.s places because you would think in a sport where most of the teams are in the united states they would be hosting at least one of the places but the reality is it ain't gonna happen because we suck at this so yes let these guys go to canada where it's probably safer Let's give them the opportunity to play this season out because it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm like. The NHL had like 35 positive tests since they've started doing the, uh, the whole league testing, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a good 10, 12% of all players. But they're doing it now. Right. So in in theory, you can, you can get these guys quarantined. You can give them two weeks till training camp opens and then go for it. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about this round robin of the top four teams. Yep. I'm excited about the playoff for those 16 teams to see who gets to play those four teams. Like, I just think that this is going to be a lot of fun because when you talk about every game mattering and every game counting, when they drop the puck that first time, it's on. Like, yep. I get that, like, baseball, like, every game matters, but it's a 60-game season and then playoffs. This is literally like, let's go. Yeah, it's going to be supposedly the highest level of hockey that they can play after taking a break for 
Right. But he even still, and, and you know how I feel about this. I think the quality is going to be awful, which what I think in hockey might result in is more goals, which I'm here for. And what, what's crazy is I was, I've been reading, and uh, once we get to the NBA prediction part, maybe I'm going to have a little bit of change of heart. But we'll okay. get to that later. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just really excited by the fact that you were reading. Ooh, taking shots today. Anyway, yes. So here's, I mean, overall, the reality is the NHL is less than a month away from getting started. And when they drop the puck, it's full-on playoff time. Um, NBA is kind of like that. Not really. Those eight games are really more of kind of like a play. And, like, you know, we don't need to get into it now, but the fact that Brad, Brad, Bradley Beal just opted out means that the Wizards have zero chance now. Right. Um, but when the NHL drops the puck, man, it is on. All right. All right. Tonight, we continue our trip through the MLB divisions. Uh, tonight, we have the AL West. But before we get started, D, uh, last week, we did the NL West. And for the Dodgers, instead of picking the obvious choice of Mookie Betts, you decided to choose the impact player by the name of David Price. Since that time, David Price has decided to not play this year. Would you like to give any feedback on that decision that you made? I mean, you kind of talked about it and hinted at it. Sports players are concerned. I mean, not just about their health, but bringing something back to their families. And, you know, if that's what he wants to do, I think it's fantastic. He's being smart. And then and Mookie was my next person. So, great. Player to watch is Mookie Betts. Already said he's going to win the MVP. I just thought that price would – you know, really help that um, that rotation. Not that it needed too much help, but, it, you know, another arm like that can really put a team over the top. Absolutely. Great pick. All right, on to the AL West, where the best player in baseball currently resides. Let's start with the Houston Astros. Two years ago, they won the World Series. This year, they got caught cheating. Their manager's been fired. Their GM, I think, has been fired. But they are still loaded. D, who is your impact player? They got a lot of them. I did not pick one. It's a protest. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, like, I don't know. I just I feel like the whole team, and and the reason I say that is they're gonna they're gonna catch. I think they're gonna luck out because they're not gonna get the fans booing them because they're they're not gonna have fans just shouting at them and cursing them, like especially the away team. Um, but man, they're gonna have a lot of pressure on them to to go out there and prove that they can win without banging trash cans. And, you know, they're going to get some fastballs thrown at their hips and maybe once in a while they're back. And I'm sure one will slip off towards someone's head. Yeah. Um, so I just want I think watching the whole team, see if they can keep it together mentally and not really retaliate too much, kind of accept their, uh, accept their deal with the devil and, and see what happens. That's weak sauce, bro. I'm just going to tell well, you that's straight up weak sauce. I mean, what do you want from me? That I mean, that's that's where it is. So I thought we were picking a guy. I got a guy. I got I got the guy that easily matters the most. And his name is Jason Verlander. Here's a guy who's an absolute stud since he's come to the Astros. He's been lights out. He wasn't going to be ready for the start of the season because he picked up a groin injury at the in spring training. He had surgery. He's healthy. He's projected to be their opening day starter. They have a absolutely ridiculous offense. Right? Yep. They're going to go out and they're going to score runs. They still have Zach Greinke, but they lost Garrett Cole in the offseason to the Yankees. They've got a couple of pitchers that are kind of unknown. Verlander's going to be the guy. If he goes out 
and he pitches the way he's capable, they have a chance to win the World Series. The crazy thing about Verlander is, like, this guy had a couple down years in Detroit where he was – he went from stud to dud, and now he's back up to being that great pitcher again. It's amazing how that turned around that quickly. Well, it's, it's nice when you go from a team that absolutely sucks to a team that's absolutely amazing. It kind of probably rejuvenates you a little bit. Fair enough. All right. Over under D, 35. 35 wins, 35-25. What you think? Over. They're going to the They're gonna get to 36. I think they win a bunch. I think they might even win 40. I think this is going to be a really good team. I think, I think kind of to your point, this idea that they won't have to deal with fans in other towns and other cities, the fact that I think – you know, who knows the psyche of players. They might be less interested in hitting folks on a, on a short season. I don't know. But the reality is this team's still really good offensively. They've still got a couple of workhorses at the front of rotation. I'm with you on the over. Next up, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Is that still okay, their name? Is that really that what they do? I don't know. Who cares? D, who you got? So originally, I thought about going Anthony Rundone. Okay. Because, man, this guy came over from the Nats after winning the World Series, signed a crazy $245 million contract over seven years. Have you seen it? Yeah. It ends up being like $35 million a year when averaged out. But then, yeah, exactly. Then Mahomes came along, signed this deal. And I think he, he took the, high, the highest um, sports contract away from Trout. And I think Trout's going to go out and prove that uh, – He's the best baseball player in Major League Baseball, never mind the uh, NL West. And he is the person to watch, you know. And um, it's kind of making me regret picking Christian Yelich at the number two spot in fantasy baseball. But, hey, I did not pick Jake DeGrom, number one overall, which was the thing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Trout's the best player in baseball. But in this spot for this team – I'm going with Ohani. Yeah. I am be and here's the thing. Trout's going to Trout's going to do Trout. He's going to be the MVP of the of the league in my opinion. Rendon, they finally have that number 2 guy that can really rake. You know, I think Poolhos was that guy for years. He's not that guy anymore. Um, you've got Ald Drelton Simmons. I I just screwed up that name, but like, you know, he's there. They've got some guys that can that can play on the offensive side. Their pitching is another story. But the reality is, if Ohani can do it both offensively and defensively, if he can pitch and he can hit this year, if he can do what he's done at the bat the last couple of years and also be a really good pitcher, they got something there. And, and that's the thing is, like, this is a team that has the best play in baseball but has struggled mightily. They just picked up another big bat. Ohani's finally healthy. He's going to be pitching. There's a chance that, that this guy could be doing things that we haven't seen, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, since Babe Ruth winning games and, and hitting home runs. And so he's my guy on this team at this point, just because if he hits right and he pitches right, they could be really good. I like it. 32. 32. Over under. What you got, man? I know, you know, you, you told me about your uh, player to watch, Ohani. And, you know, other than that, the pitching staff makes me a little worrisome. They, you mentioned all the bats they got. You didn't, uh, you know. Upton's not a, a average guy, but he can hit and he can knock in knock some home yep. runs and some RBIs. But I, I'm going with under. I'm not feeling I'm not feeling the Angels this year. I'm going over. I'm feeling them. 
I like, in full disclosure, I completely forgot about Rendon signing with them. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That offense is kind of nice. And they did a little bit to address their pitching. And, and if Ohani hits, then they, it, it, they might be all right. But I'm going over. Maybe just barely. Maybe 33 games. But I'm going over. Like Next up, the Oakland A's. Who's your guy? Like, nothing really stood out. They got a bunch of, you know, decent veteran hitters. So I went, looked at the depth chart, and right now they're listing Sean Murphy and Tony Kemp as the starting catcher and second baseman, uh, respectively. First time they're both going to be starting mm-hmm. like, for an entire season. And I think, you know, that's that's big. If they can get off to a good tear to start the season with the bats that they have, I think uh, – I think Oakland has a good shot at making a decent little run. Yeah, I, I looked at this team. I mean, this is, this is what fascinates me about the Oakland A's is that year after year they, they put these teams out on the field where everybody's kind of average and then they perform above average and then we look at them at the end of the year and we're like, how did they do that? That's um, exactly what I said when I looked at the depth chart. I'm like, what? And they got some guys. They've got Matt Chapman. They got Lorena, who's kind of a stud. I know he was injured a bunch last year. But I'm going to go with the Wiley veteran who has managed, except for last year, to be incredibly consistent throughout his career with his average and his homers, and that's Chris Davis. He's a guy that hits a lot of homers. He bats about 240. He's the guy in the middle of their lineup that can really bash. If he gets back to where he was for the last three or four years before last year, I think he's a guy that could really make that offense go. But I'll be honest, Dee. I looked up and down their, their offense. I looked up and down their pitching staff. And I was just staring at it with, like, who are these guys? And then I look at their projections, and they're not even projected to do that well. Um, but their over-under is 33-and-a-half. So what do you got? I have under. Me too. Just barely. They're going to win games. They manage to do this every year. Yeah, I don't understand it, but you're, you're right. But I, I could see them being about 500. But here's what I will say. I'm going to say, say over, under just barely, but the reality is these next two teams aren't good. So let's check out the Seattle Mariners. You want to talk about a team that doesn't have any players. D, who you got? <laughs> so it's funny. You say that. Talk about not having players. I don't know if it's my fault for not following the Mariners more. I don't know if they're just – they just don't have players. But, I mean, I think a casual fan will look at this team and say, I'm not watching them. I don't want to watch them. What's the point in watching them? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Seattle decided to go with a six-man rotation. So, I'm going to go with their first three starters, Marco Gonzalez, Kikuchi, and uh, Tuan Walker, who, you know, he had three or four good, good mm-hmm. seasons. Not great. Mm-hmm. But if they can carry the team, then maybe they'll have a shot. That's the best I can do with this team. <laughs> when I say maybe they'll have a shot, maybe they'll have a shot at winning 21, 22 games. Spoiler <laughs> alert. All right. So I had two guys that I, it came down to. Kyle Seeger, the guy that they signed to an extension quite a few years back, third yep. baseman, can, could hit, isn't hitting as well. But I'm going with, with Mitch Haniger, the guy they got in a trade a couple years ago. He is one of those kind of sneaky five-tool players. A guy that can do it all. He's been injured the last couple of years. Hasn't been able to really do what he wants. He'll be the guy that stands out on this team because he's the best player on this team. 
that's not saying a whole lot because this team is really bad. Their GM, uh, Jerry DePoto, has definitely kind of gone into this kind of rebuild but not rebuild thing where, like, you don't just trade off all of your assets. You try to get halfway decent players but also not try to go completely young. It's kind of a weird new thing that he's trying to do that hasn't really worked, but it hasn't not worked because they've been able to pick up some assets and they've gotten better, I think. Um, but, yeah, over under 25, I'll just be honest. It, it's going to be way under, Doc. I'm with you. And again, if there was ever a year to be bad, this is it, right? Because no one's going to remember the bad teams in this year, uh, right. to be honest. Because there's going to be a bunch of teams that are just going just gonna to swing and miss on this year. No, I agree. And I think even good teams, I mean, you might see a couple, like we talked about last, last pod, like you struggle 10 games out of, the, out of the gate and you're in a hole where you have to win 30, 30 of the next 40 games. And that's, right. that's really hard to do. Right. With a lot of pressure. Right. No, absolutely. All right. And finally, we have the Texas Rangers. They're going into or moving into a new stadium this year. State of the art, fancy, dancy, whatever you want. Who's going to be the person that shows out in their first season at this new stadium? So I think Texas is going to be an interesting team. I know you kind of threw a, a, a shot in there about them kind of being like Seattle. I, I disagree. I think this pitching staff has – the, the possibility to be really potent and one of the top ones in the league. Wow. Yeah. If, who, who, who they got? If – I'll get to it. Don't you worry. But if Corey Kluber can even get close, if he sniffs his career averages, this team is going to be hard to beat. They got Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, Mike Miner, Jordan Lyles. No way. No way. <laughs> Those are great pitchers, and I think it's going to be a great story. And uh, they're they're going they're going to win the wild card. They're going to win one of the wild cards. We're not even at that point yet, and I think they're winning one of the wild cards. Have you picked a player yet? Is it Kluber? I did. Corey Kluber. He's I'm sorry. Who, who are those pitchers again? Mike Miner, Jordan Mike Lyles. Miner, Mike Miner had a huge year last year. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I that's that's where that's where I'm going. I think this team. And their offense is extremely potent. I don't know. I just don't see. I think. I think they're gonna beat out the, the Angels in for the second spot, and kind of give uh, give Houston a little run. Okay. All right. I I don't see it. I think their pitching is average. I think there's a bunch of guys in that rotation that are okay. Lance Lynn is okay. I mean, he's their projected like number one guy, and he's okay. Um, and he's pitching in Texas. So, like, you're going to give up a lot of runs. The offense is potent, but they strike out a lot. And my guy is Joey Gallo because this is a guy that can hit 50 home runs in a normal season. Um, but he's coming off a, a fractured wrist. And so, as potent as that offense may be, he's the guy that's going to make that offense go. If he's hitting the way that he is and he can intimidate pitchers the way he's done in the past, then, yeah, they have a chance to have a, a pretty damn good offense. But if he's not – if that wrist doesn't heal right or if it doesn't if, – if he doesn't get out to a good start, I mean, he's going to strike out a lot as it is. But, like, he's the guy that's going to make that good. Even if their pitching is great, if they – if Joey Gallo's striking out all the time and you look at their some of – a lot of their projections, you got guys hitting the 230s, 240s. Yeah. Um, you can pitch a good game, but if you can't put runs on the board, then that's not going to be a problem. And that's why I think – I mean, to your point, I think the pitching staff is decent, but I think Gallo's going to be the one that makes this, this offense go. Hey, I'm, I'm going to live and die on this one. I, for some reason, you know, we, 
we, we've talked about it. It's going to be a weird season, and this is the team that I think is going to be weird. Folks at home, if you're scoring it right, we got David Price. Already, already lost that one. And now we got the Texas Rangers. We'll probably lose that one by the time the next spot happens. That's fine. Over, so, over under 29 and a half, D. It's got to be over. I'm going under. I, I, don't, I don't think this team ends up being as good as they, as, as they could be on paper. I think that, yeah, Kluber's a good pitcher, but I don't think Lynn is as good. I, Jordan Lyles, I don't know that it'll be as good. And, and you said, who was it? Who was the other guy that got in their, their staff? Mike Miner. Which the other, yeah. Kyle Gibson. And Kyle Gibson. I mean, they got some guys, right? Don't get me wrong. I just don't think they're going to be as good in pitching in Texas. I don't know how that new stadium is going to, going to feel for hitters and for pitchers, but I think right. their that, offense that, is going to be. That's a whole other thing to look at is how that stadium is actually going to set up for them. I mean, yeah. who knows how this is going to work? I mean, are pitchers going to go only six innings and get right. pulled unless they're only at 60 pitchers? Like, right. it's, we don't really know. And that's why I think so, something's got to be a surprise, and that's, uh, that's going to be mine. Right, right. I hear you. All right. Time for the MVP of the division. Who you got? Corey, um, I am going to go with Mike Trout. It's not even, it's not even going to be close. I mean, he's averaging 35 home runs a year since becoming full-time. He's incredible, bro. Like, I don't <laughs> like, like, we're literally watching greatness right now in Major League Baseball. And, and what's really kind of disappointing about it is, one, the Angels aren't – they haven't been very good, and he hasn't been able to go to the playoffs. And, two, like, people don't know this guy. Like, I know baseball fans know this guy, but this guy is incredible. Like, you talk about consistency. You talk about dominating a league. What he's doing year in year – a couple of years ago, he was injured, and he was still pretty much the best player in the league. They, he's the – he's hands down the MVP of this division and more likely – of the league year in and year out. And it's just incredible. Yeah, no, he, he, he is definitely impressive. I didn't realize his uh, stolen bases went down so drastically, but I think, you know, the older you get, you're not going to take those chances unless you have to. Um, well, and I think, I think the other thing about that is it, it depends on your team, right? Like it depends on where you're batting in the lineup. It depends on, you know, how good the players around you. I mean, he's going to have Rendon, on you know probably batting behind him this year and so yeah. all of a sudden now instead of having Albert Pujols batting behind you who is a, you know unfortunately decaying into the earth you're going to have some guy who can actually rake you know you've got him you've got Upton like this guy's going to get on base and pitchers are going to have to pay attention to the batter a little more than they've had to do in the past yeah you know he's the best player in the team he's the best player in the division he's the best player in the league I, I mean, don't think there's a, he's going to be I, I think at this point you put um, pool host in front of trout to protect pool host because they're not going to want to. And then he's going to see a couple, uh, I, couple balls. Pool host ain't even a full-time player anymore. And it's really sad. I mean, that guy, again, 12, 15 years ago, we were saying is the greatest player in the league in this moment. He was and, that guy. And the pe and people knew him. Like right. he right. he's known. It's like Mike Trout is not Barry Bonds. He does. It's quiet. It's, he, you know, all his games, if you live on the East Coast, you're, most of your games are at 1030. So yeah. I'm not staying up to watch the, uh, the Angels and the Mariners play. Here's the difference about that Trout con contract versus that, that 
Mahomes contract, every one of those dollars of that trout contract is guaranteed, bro. He might not be getting the ads. He might not be getting the play that other, other athletes get, but he has gotten paid. Yes, sir. Any last points, D? No, I mean, I'm going to pick the Astros to win the division. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say that Texas is gonna make a little bit of a run towards the end of the season to to make Houston sweat it out a little. All right. I mean, I got Houston winning the division. I think part of it is I want the Angels to make the playoffs just because I want Mike Trout to make the playoffs. That's selfish and probably over. You know, I'm probably overreacting a little bit, but that's where I'm going. Nope. I don't think it's selfish at all. <laughs> all right. Any last hits? No, I don't think so. I got one for you, D. Right. Just announced today, the NFL owners are asking players to defer 35% of their salaries in just because there might be a little bit of a budget shortfall. Thoughts on, thoughts on uh, NFL billionaires asking uh, players to take a 35% cut in their salaries? Yeah, I mean, we've already gotten over this. It's their contract. <laughs> you already don't guarantee their contracts so let's shut the hell up pay them their money because they're putting their bodies at risk a lot a lot more than True. some sports i mean these guys i mean they don't even really get great insurance and they're not taken care of as well as they should be after the season and they're there for our um i'm sorry for their after their retirement and you know they're there for our entertainment but we got they're, they're humans let's take care of them I know it's crazy to say because they're making millions of dollars. Not all of them, but mm -hmm. like, you know, take care of these players. Right. They're they are your bankrolls. And and I and I and I wanted to throw that at you. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have more to talk about on our next pod, just because I think that's gonna be something that's probably gonna be a little bit of a back and forth. Because I think what it shows is that owners are a little bit worried about the money in their pocket, given that. There's probably not going to be fans in the stands. I think we can all kind of admit to that now, even though the NFL hasn't said that. There's probably not going to be fans in the stands, and NFL play owners are looking to recoup some of the money, even though they're already billionaires. Sorry, guys. It's going to be okay. But we'll I have mean, more for you. Yeah, I mean, I read a, a thing from the Packers that they're going to – they're still full bore with fans. They're going to separate them, and they're going to mandatory masks in stadium. Ain't gonna be no fans in there, man. They're gonna Good be like luck 10 with fans. That. Good luck with keep making them keep their masks on. Right, right. All right, y'all. We'll see you later on this week. Later. Peace.